Hello and welcome to yet another Total Soccer Show Cooligans crossover episode. This is the Orlando, Florida MLS All-Stars edition. My name is Daryl Grove and sitting across from me, dressed all in white like an angel, it's Christian <laughs> Falanco. Hello. Hello and welcome, my guy. Oh no. Is that a fake? Is that a fake? No, no, or? this is my voice. I uh, I had the issue, that uh, yeah. one of the crossover episodes that we did, yeah. uh, uh, Taylor. Crossover contagion. Yeah, I had Taylor. I have Taylor voice. Yeah, wait a minute. Didn't I have it the first time? Remember my voice was gone the first time we ever did a crossover one? Always I don't gotta remember. be the original. I don't know, always, always gotta be the original. But always looking for attention as always. It's Alexis Guerrero. <laughs> Hello and welcome, my guy. <laughs> dressed in black. I feel like you guys have got a good like. Yeah, uh, good Dude, Christian's dressed like a pizza guy. I feel. I feel seen. I feel. <laughs> <laughs> and joining me as ever, my partner in podcast, Taylor Rockwell. Hey, buddy. Hello, Taylor. Hello. Um, yeah. All right. So, like we said, we're in Orlando. Mm-hmm. We're in our hotel room. The construction guys have stopped building the swimming pool mm-hmm. for an hour or so. So this is perfect timing. I, I know that because as I was trying to break into different ballrooms, uh, they walked by me to walk into the air-conditioned room where they were eating lunch. So I think we got oh, a little bit of time. A so little that worked. Bit of time. That yes. worked out nicely. Yes. And we did our usual thing where we asked for questions from Twitter. This is part one. Part two is, of course, going to be on the Cooligans podcast feed. Yeah. You can find that in most of the good podcast players. <laughs> exactly. And, and about 80% of you will not listen to that episode. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> We've seen the reviews. Let's try and get those numbers up. Let's yeah, try and we'll get those numbers up. Yeah, we'll Dude, if we hit 75, that's pretty good. <laughs> we, we have a lot of questions to get through, so we're going to start with Jonathan Fahler. Jonathan Fahler, what MLS player is most likely to go studs up on Zlatan? Oh. Um, Fingers on buzzers. Can I can I say non MLS player Diego Costa? <laughs> <laughs> oh, in the All Star game, yeah, 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 in All Star game, yeah. Um, I think it's El Munir. Oh yeah, a little revenge. Yeah. Well, he's got six weeks to think about yeah. it, right? <laughs> Based and on he, the surgery, he's, he's going to be coming to Orlando. He wasn't selected for the All Star game, but he might just come oh. sliding on the field, <laughs> take yeah. out his left hand, and scream justice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. See, it's tough because I feel like to go studs up on Zlatan, you have to have a certain amount of like standing in my mind because otherwise it's like, oh, he's too big. I don't want to do with it. Like my answer is almost like Wayne Rooney. Weirdly, it's, it's like, got to be someone equally famous. Yeah, like a, oh, okay. a little, a little bit like, like f- yeah, feels like they're on that level where it's like I'll yeah. two foot you. Like I'm not afraid of you. Yeah, but yeah. what is this a set piece? Where do they find each other? Like where do Rooney and, and Zlatan ever find each other? So close Zlatan by? didn't pass to Rooney, and Rooney's mad about it, and it turns into a whole thing. And okay. then Rooney takes his revenge mid game on his teammate. Like. Rooney has already sponsored by Target. Yeah, <laughs> Rooney has, has already. Speaking of, he has a Target on his ankles. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right, Rooney, Rooney has already uh, studs up tackled like USL guys. Right, yeah. <laughs> his, she's got practice, so he's, yeah. he's. I think he could do it. I think it'd be fine. <laughs> to, to his defense, it's in his contract. He's allowed to do that. To anyone being paid less than fifty thousand a year, a, they're called the sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah. you know what's the frightening thing about that is like I feel like that might actually be a rule. That, like, no, 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 no. There's no red cards. It's for a you. potential. There That's no the rules. thing. Marketing yeah. over player safety. Yeah. As a banner recently said. Next question. William Folks. William Folks wants to know when could you see MLS going East versus West All Star format instead of having a European team? I mean, in? 1996. Is my answer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, isn't that? They've, they've also, been... in the world we live in, you just can't do that. You can't have all of them just playing the Asians. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, you meant Eastern Conference. Oh, oh that's oh, my bad. I'm glad. I'm glad you clarified. You know Are we at 85 percent? 60 percent. Rarely. 60 percent. Rarely seen double boo from me this early on in an episode. <laughs> I'm going to give that one a boo as well. Uh, uh, if I had a voice, I would also boo. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I mean. 
mean, they did used to do that, right? And then I think it was sort of like you had the unbalanced conferences where maybe that wasn't as much fun and it was difficult to like get enthusiasm. And I think that was before European teams started doing these preseason tours. Yeah. So as soon as that happened, I think it became more of an appeal to like, ooh, we're a big league. We got this big team coming in. I wouldn't mind changing the format again because I don't feel like like this is what Atleti in preseason. They're probably not that excited. They're in Orlando. It's very hot. I don't know. I, I, I want to go. We were talking about this the other day. I really want them to go to the draft format. That's what I want. Yeah. NHL did that one year. Like and pickums? I was, yeah, I want like, like so you have, what, 18? So like 36 players are selected as all-stars. Two, like captains. two captains who oh. get to pick their squads. That's Here's, what I want. I, that'll never happen East versus West, and I'll explain why. Because they're just going to go MLS all-stars versus uh, Liga MX all-stars pretty soon. I don't think they're going to do that. I think if you've if you've looked at All Star the last few years, it's got bigger and bigger, right? There's been like more budget behind it, and mm, I think yeah. they want it to be a big event. They want to show off the league, and that involves having a glamorous opponent, right? So I don't think they'll ever move away from getting European opponents to come in because I think that's that's the big draw, right? If you get like last year, you got sort of Juventus come to town. This year, you've got Atletico. I think that that makes it look bigger than it is, or makes it look more glamorous, and but, they're never going to step away but from But unfortunately, that. like, I, we've been around Orlando, we've been here a couple of days longer than you have. A it's a burn in Orlando. A lot, but a lot of people do not know <laughs> Feels like the All-Star forever. game is even happening. So it's not, yeah. it's still an issue with, like, people don't know soccer's happening. People, a lot of people didn't know, you know, I, I went to the, the Prince Royce concert, which he's a Dominican bachata singer, and he was hired by MLS to put on this concert. And I was asking other Dominicans around in Orlando. They were like, oh, I didn't know he was here. So it's like, there's a disconnect between the, the, the sport and the events and the culture, and then with the co- actual community in the area. I don't think that, that, I don't think that matters, though. Um, we were no, in Atlanta for All-Star I, last I, summer, I did not and feel that, that felt way. like everybody knew it was happening. Right? I agree. And, and, it might be more about the buzz than Atlanta. Yeah, yeah Atlanta is also a different soccer town than Orlando, yeah. even though Orlando has an incredible fan base uh, for their stadium when they're winning, obviously. But I, think, I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters that the local community knows it's happening. Agreed. Because it's all about like the market segments that they want you know, increased visibility in, yeah. and the local people don't matter. If you don't know soccer, you're not going to know it's there. All-Star Game's not going to matter to you. If you're an Atletico Madrid fan and you're not an MLS fan, you know about this game, you're coming. They hope they can flip you into an MLS fan. That's okay. all that matters. Okay, That's Taylor, fair. you raise your hand like you had the, oh, uh, the I, final I was going to say I, I had this. I had this the same thought about Atlanta last year, and I genuinely don't know if it's the fact that we were in Atlanta twice for All Star and then for MLS Cup, and so those bled together because it definitely felt like when they, when we were there for MLS Cup that everybody knew it was happening. Yeah, yeah. I don't really remember if that was the case for All-Star because All-Star is All-Star and it's sort of we're is like... We're focused on our live show and stuff as well, That right? is definitely we're a bit true as well. Yeah. So, but yeah, but I think I agree uh, with our Kooligan friends here that like, it does feel as though like our Uber driver had no idea. He's like, oh, there's a game. Oh, that's really exciting. Like, are you... Like, he asked us if we were players. And I was like, ha that's that's kind. That's kind, <laughs> yeah. my friend. Um, but yeah, so I feel like there's not as much awareness about it. I do kind of think that the Liga Mekis thing would be an exciting way to go as well. I think you're right that they probably want a bigger team to like make them seem more high profile. But I'd so rather Liga, play Liga, Liga Mekis All-Stars. Liga Mekis mm. probably only happens if it works from a marketing perspective. And if, say, Suck United Marketing get involved and they think they can cross-sell this to Mexico, mm-hmm. then maybe that actually works, right? Sure. Maybe then you can suddenly market it in Mexico as well. They already it's handle what, the national teams. Yeah. They already handle their national but, team I mean, stuff. To, so. Yeah, to, to be fair, though, that's totally unlike Soccer United Marketing and Major League Soccer to create like weird cross, uh, <laughs> cross-country <laughs> competitions that don't really make any sense. That would never happen. <laughs> hey, I've been All follow- time. I've been following the League's Cup since I was a baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Since it was <laughs> yeah. I got a Campeones Cup tattoo on my lower back. <laughs> 
<laughs> Imagine if you got tattoos of all the failed Concacaf <laughs> tournaments. Just a Super League on your yeah. neck. Oh, man. poor bastard. That, Le- that Leagues Cup uh, logo is uh, brutal. That would be Trish. the original uh, soccer version of uh, Winona Forever. Uh-huh. <laughs> you just short it to... Uh... Like, why why forever? Yeah, but I'm, now I'm trying to figure out how you shorten a, a cocky half champion's tattoo. Some forever. There we go. <laughs> it yeah. all adds up. Perfect. All right. So next question is from Danielle, our friend Danielle. Mm-hmm. Um, she asks, "You guys are doing the intro again, right?" Mm. I guess on your on the Cooligans episode. We'll yeah, do the she's intro. asking about yeah. the Taylor intro of the Yeah Baby. I'm just going to oh, make it more and more it. plain every time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> Our next question is from Brochard, Jim Brochard. Yeah, baby. What has Almeida been feeding the Quakes? What has Almeida been feeding the Quakes? The obvious answer is Quaker Oats, right? <laughs> a boo for you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so Alexis was asking people the other day about if, uh, if San Jose could win the whole thing, right? Well, I was, I was claiming that they can, because okay. I do believe they can. Although He doesn't ask questions. He makes yeah. statements. Because then it gives people the assumption that I'm expecting to hear back from them. I'm not. I'm telling you. And I'm going to walk away and tell somebody else. I had this experience when we were trying to choose a restaurant. The other day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, what a fun time that was. Um, we ended up with going to a place called Gringos Tacos. Um, <laughs> Gringos Locos. Yeah, that's right. Gringos. Logos, um, which we were with a bunch of them. So Get it, it together, <laughs> fellas. Sorry. Uh, what was the question again? God. What has Almeida been yeah. feeding the quakes? Uh, clearly uh, a lot of uh, videotape of uh, Chivas. Uh, <laughs> because I honestly think that he's treated the first half of the season as like a learning experience, learn how to man mark. Yeah. And I, David Goss doesn't believe me, but I don't think anyone can prepare for that in a single elimination tournament. If they can make it to the playoffs, I think they're going to be fine. I think they're going to win MLS Cup. Oh, yeah, so David Gass, we had this quick conversation in the lobby of a hotel the other yeah. day, right? And he said that when you get to a playoff situation, like a team can like really like intensely prepare to face the man-marking system in a way that you can't in regular season. So maybe that's why San Jose will uh, fall down in the playoffs. I see, and I just don't understand how that's possible because they've prepared for all. It's, you can't do in a week what they've done in a season. You know what I mean? So all they have to do is prepare for how is it that someone's going to try to you know break this apart. That's it. That's what you have to prepare for. So that you're talking about counter preparation. Yeah, I mean, obviously you want to prepare for how are people going to line up against us, right? Yeah. If you're San Jose, you don't just prepare your own offense. You have to prepare a defensive. I've never said this to you before, but I'm bored, so I'm going to move on to the next question. Jesse, this is what happens when I try to speak smart. (laughs) Jesse Frankel says, if the U.S. men were to actually qualify for the Olympics, who might we see as the overage players? Demarcus Beasley. So this will, <laughs> uh, we take it to always the See, yeah, for people who don't know the, the Olympics, it would be 2020. It would be in Japan. Uh, it's U23, but you get three overage players. So in 2020, who would be our three overage players? Let's assume that all the big clubs would let their players go and we could actually pick our strongest team. Yeah, I feel like even the younger players may not go either, right? Pulisic wouldn't go. It would be tough to persuade Chelsea yeah. to let yeah, them yeah. go. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, like, I'm trying to keep... Uh, Sargent would be 20 at that time, yeah, right? Yeah, he would, he'd be under he'd age. He'd be there. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Or of correct age. Bobby yes. Wood, maybe? I mean, yeah. So yeah. if you look at it like, historically, I feel like it's like play, like maybe a leadership player. Yeah. It's but been then, Brian McBride in the past. I've seen yeah. Brian McBride in 2008, maybe. Maybe yeah. Terrence Boyd. Yeah, <laughs> he's still seeking employment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, so I feel like it, like you get like one senior leadership, you get one person who's maybe on the outside 
looking in a little bit. And then I feel like there's like usually a goalkeeper for some reason. Like that's. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's been a while since we qualified. Nick Romando. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate it. I'd be all right with it. That would be great, right? To get him to start in a tournament. Uh, get yeah. Nick Romando in there after he retires. I think that'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A year retired, got a full pot belly. <laughs> Just get him out there. Fully living the Alexis life. <laughs> I would. I wouldn't mind Bill Hamid for in that regard because like we haven't seen okay, as much yeah. at senior level. I also just like I still Bill Hamid. think of him as under 23, despite him being close to 30. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Up and coming goalkeeper, Bill Hamid. I could uh, see Sean Johnson. Yeah, uh, yeah. that would yeah. be a good choice. Yeah. Mm. All pick, right. Picking the NYCFC goalkeeper. I yeah, you know, is. just I, I picked the but first name I thought of. It's weird, though, because I don't know, like, like maybe, like, because it's somebody that you would maybe want to bring back into the fold or want to have a role. So, like, maybe yeah. Jeff Cameron, who Oof. is, like, now signed for QPR, and maybe you're, He's like, giving him an age. opportunity. He is. And is also there anyone that, like, missed chemistry. out on playing but in what the if, What if he has a MAGA rally during that time? <laughs> <laughs> he can, yeah. Might, might be a little conflict. Yeah. You know? <laughs> 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 um, last thought on this. Is there anyone who, like, maybe missed out on the 2018 World Cup? I mean, they all did, obviously, but yeah. like deserves to play in a tournament. Like, say, Darlington Nagby, maybe. That might, I think might James be his last Sands. chance to play. I think James Sands. He'll be under 23 in 2020. Yeah, 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 but you said someone who missed out. He wasn't picked for that those squads. But we're still talking about somebody who's no, old. Someone who's old. overage, gotcha. who didn't get to play in a tournament, and this would be like their last chance, so you almost give them the overage spot as, a, as a sort of, hey, thank you for playing for US soccer. Yeah, Nag- Sorry you missed out. That's why I went Nagby because I think he might miss out on say the 2022 World Cup. Yeah, that, I mean, he'd be a good, uh, as far as even maybe leadership mm-hmm. position, a little more of a veteran. I think that'd be a good choice. All right. I yeah. it then. We were out drinking till what? 2, 2.30 in the morning? I mean, you guys were. <laughs> yeah. mm. Sounds like Christian stayed out. <laughs> Costa Caliagas asks, would you rather go up against a Zlatan-sized Messi or a Messi-sized Zlatan? Uh, a Slaton sized Messi because he's going to make you look like an idiot, but he's not going to send you to the hospital. <laughs> I, 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 I think Zlatan sized Messi would be problematic for Messi. I think because so much of, of Messi's game. I think if I understand this correctly, this is difficult. But yeah. basically, he's it's so like the li- Duck's horse question, right? Yeah. Well, but, but yeah, but more so like Messi's so like little that he has such a low center of gravity. He's got the, like the wide. Stage. He's a rectangle. He looks like a rectangle yeah, in person, yeah. and like. I think like it's difficult to knock him off the ball. It's difficult to like like handle the kind of quick cuts he can do if he's Zlatan size. Yeah, which is six four. Now that like center that? of gravity is six four, six five, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think like now he's the center of gravity is like easier to deal with. So I yeah. feel like I think you've got it. I think whereas Zlatan Messi, uh, he's like he's tiny and also still ruthless and can kick you in the face. Yeah. So as Zlatan size Messi would be all uncoordinated because he would be unfamiliar with the the length of his body. Yes. <laughs> He'd, he'd also be a be terrible really, soccer player. He'd still be married after 15 minutes. <laughs> he'd also be really uncomfortable in photos. <laughs> Just like regular Messi. <laughs> hey, we interrupt this crossover episode with a classic ad question. Ad. Mm-hmm. I'm putting question mark on question. I'm not sure why. Because it's not going to be a question. It's just a topic we're going to talk about. Yes. Yeah. The news, the news that broke sort of after we recorded the crossover episode mm-hmm. with the Kooligans, while we're getting lunch, Jill Ellis, double World Cup winner, has stepped down. Yes. So we're going to sort of give you the details on that and talk a little bit about that um, between the ads. We are. Between uh, the ads. We should get to that then by yes. talking about our, our sponsor today, SeatGeek. Yes. Uh, Did you know that almost half of all Major League Soccer fans are female? That's not just a fact. It's something worth celebrating. I, I did know that. I did know that. Um, it 
it's still the summer of soccer and uh, SeatGeek supports the women on the field in France. That went well. Um, <laughs> and SeatGeek and MLS are teaming up to showcase the female fans at home, that's here in MLS, who've made the sport all that it is. That's right. Soccer for, is... For better or worse. Indeed. Soccer is the universal sport and female fans across the country and around the world are leading the way. To learn more about the collaboration and to see the female fans of MLS showing their true colors, check out wefan.seatgeek.com. That's W-E-F-A-N.seatgeek. Com. You can spell SeatGeek, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and SeatGeek doesn't just compile reports. They do not. They're also uh, a ticket aggregator. That they they look around the internet. They spend ages looking around the whole internet. They look at all the best ticket deals and they put them all in one place on the SeatGeek app. So if you're looking for tickets for events like, say, the MLS All-Star mm-hmm. Game versus Atletico Madrid in Orlando, uh, you can find tickets for that event um, at on the SeatGeek app. You certainly can. There's ominous skies outside, so maybe some people are going to put their tickets up. They don't want to get rained on. Orlando's been ominous, right? It's weird. Every it's weird. time we look out, it's sunny, but with a big grey cloud on the horizon. Yes, and then that grey cloud moves through quickly, and yeah. there isn't always rain. I don't quite make it. Uh-huh. I don't know what to make of it. Florida's which, weird. Which All-Star is most likely to get struck by lightning? I mean, probably Zlatan because he's the tallest. That's my answer. <laughs> and he attracts a lot of attention. Yes, I think so. That, that would be my answer. Yeah, so if you wanted to get tickets to that or any other sporting event, concert, uh, live performance, comedy event, whatever you want to go with, uh, you can download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code TSS today, and that will save you $10 off, my friend. Yep, $10 off your first mm-hmm. SeatGeek purchase when you use the discount code TSS. Taylor, I will leave it to you to say the SeatGeek tagline. SeatGeek, a ticket for every fan. Thank you promise. for that prestigious honor, my friend. <laughs> you are welcome. All right, let's talk Gilelis. Let's do it. We were having lunch, a we very were. nice Colombian lunch, mm-hmm. um, and the news came through that Gilelis has stepped down or is stepping down mm-hmm. as U.S. Women's National Team coach. I will say, I think I've done a little more reading on this than you because I read a couple of stories while I was waiting for our espressos to brew, ah. <laughs> and we ended up with just regular coffee. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, but for example, did you know she's going to stay through the end of October? I did, because yeah. you told me this. Oh, I already told you this? <laughs> yes. It's been a hectic few days. <laughs> it yeah. has. So that means she'll, she'll basically take charge of the victory mm-hmm. tour, and then Gilelis will step down as U.S. Women's National Team coach. Yes. I know I'm a bit more conspiratorial than you. Something seems weird about this to me, that really? she's stepping down, but then she's staying on an ambassadorial role for a that year. That was the rumor. That's not official, but okay. that's sort of like been rumored, yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe it is just that she's ready to like, you know, take a step back, uh, enjoy winning two World Cups in a row. Yeah. Put her World Cup winning feet up. But I think, yes. But I think many of <laughs> Rest us expected... Rest two trophies. But we expected her to want that third trophy. We expected her to go after the Olympic gold as well, which yes. she has not yet won. That she's not going to do that. Maybe she's just burnt out. Maybe she got tired of the criticism or it was very stressful. I assume it was very stressful to win two World Cups and stay at like the peak of your performance. It's not easy, right? Mm-mm. But I, like at a time, and I think at a time when there's lots of stories coming out about uh, Carlos Cordero and, and maybe he's saying like certain numbers that then other people are coming back and saying, yeah, those numbers are not yeah. accurate. Those literally don't add up, Carlos. New. So it just, it, it feels like a weird time for this to come through. Maybe it's just weird timing, but like it, it feels like potentially part of a larger situation. I have a classic Daryl lukewarm take that's mm-hmm. based in some logic. The Olympics is not that big. Okay. The World Cup is so much bigger, and winning two World Cups, I don't feel like Gilles. This is just my guess. Obviously, I don't know. I don't think she has a burning desire to get Olympic gold because the World Cup is just so much more prestigious but aren't and you, important. But aren't you seeing that from like a, uh, 
a, a men's soccer perspective. No, I'm saying it from a women's soccer perspective. See, yeah. I, I disagree because we've okay. talked many times about how like the Olympics is this huge thing, how it's it's an opportunity for the women to make more money, to get more prize money, but yeah. also to to win gold yet again. And the Olympics, I think, for a lot of people, they're raised on it's like the pinnacle of sport and it's the world coming together. Right. But it's not the pinnacle of sport in women's soccer, right? The women's World Cup absolutely is. I think I just I think I, I, I disagree with you. I think I don't disagree with you about the World Cup necessarily, but I think it's a bigger deal than you're you're putting on. Okay. 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 Here's my theory then. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a close second, it's still second. Mm-hmm. And she still won two World Cups yeah. at absolute pinnacle. And honestly, if you're jealous, I'm thinking of this now, you could spend a whole nother year preparing for the Olympic tournament, maybe not win it and you mm-hmm. go out on kind of a low, or you can go out now as back-to-back World Cup winner. Yeah. Like the, it's essentially the time is right. Uh, so put your feet up while you're ahead. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a distinct possibility. I guess we'll have to wait and see as, as more information comes out. Because yeah. I I, I'm guessing we're going to have some sort of coaching search. Whether yeah. or not they're going to do GM first, the way they did with the men's team. They remains should. To be seen. I mean, they should, right? And that, Because that's the way it's supposed to work. You're supposed to hire a general manager, mm-hmm. and then the general manager is involved in the search and hires the coach. So we're in for a long wait. I mean, it's, it would stand to reason that if that was the case with the men's side, yeah. then it should be the case with the women's. I guess the Olympic which, clock is ticking, though. It is. Yeah. We should also add that, uh, again, like if you're going with the U.S. soccer narrative, part of that was that they were waiting for the elections because Sunil Gulati chose not to yeah, run yeah. again. So you had to wait for the new president to be elected and uh-huh. put in power. That, you shave that off, and now you're at like four or five months of a fewer timeline yeah. uh, or shorter timeline. My guess would be that they'll probably already have some people in mind yes i don't know if they will necessarily go after the gm first because then they've got to kind of start the whole process over this backwards right if you hire the coach and then you hire the gm then the whole thing is literally upside down Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i mean so but then flip it around though do you see both of those things happening in time for the united states to prepare for the olympics adequately uh maybe so the one the one thing in u.s soccer's favor is because delelis is staying on through the victory tour they at least have a coach in place through october Mm -hmm. so they can do the search and have someone ready to take over in October when Jalelis steps down, Who's the right? someone, though? Because I'm still talking about GM coach. Like, if you, if you want them to hire yeah. a GM to then hire a coach, do they have time to do that? I mean, yes, if you do it right, right? I mean, maybe it just happens in quick succession as well. Maybe when you're talking to the GM, maybe a name keeps coming up of who mm-hmm. the coach should be and, like, it all falls into place. I think maybe I'm too much of an optimist in this situation. I think so. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely do because – and I don't even think I'm being cynical here. I just think the reality is – it, it is a very polarizing time. I think in U.S. soccer, there's like we're still not very far removed from like all the glass door like reviews and everything. Yeah, yeah. Then you've got uh, there was like the news about the lawsuit today with Hope Solo wanting to bridge them. That doesn't go through, mm-hmm. but it feels like that's still very much front and it's center. It's not solved. It's absolutely not solved. No, it's absolutely right? not solved. And then there's the Cordero. Rapinoe's on it though. Rapinoe's on it. She is. Uh, <laughs> but it just it feels like there's so much other stuff at play that it doesn't seem like the United States Federation is in a position where they can just sort of appoint somebody to appoint somebody, mm-hmm. and they can't really just kind of conduct the search the way they probably want to but they also know that they're going to come in for criticism if they yeah. hire the wrong person or if they don't do what they need to be doing so it feels like it's going to be a very challenging time that they will have to navigate very gracefully i also noticed that neither you nor i mm-hmm. have said like who we think the gm should be yeah. or who we think the head coach should be and i don't want to speak for you i'll just speak for me for me it's because i don't have enough knowledge of the NWSL, of women's soccer in general to really have a strong feeling about sort of this should be the gm or this should be the head coach uh, yeah, I would agree with you with you completely, but I would add that like if you go back and listen to our shows talking about the search for the men's coach, neither one of us had like strong opinions about that even then. That I was it, Team Osorio for a while. You were, but <laughs> I don't think that. The, but there was no like you were gonna like when we would have the debates with like Alexis and Christian like at this time last year. Like Christian or Alexis was all about uh, Bielsa. 
right? No, or was no, it, no, he, he was Sampali. He was all about Sampali. Yeah. There it is. Um, and I think neither one of us agreed with that, yeah. certainly. But I think we also weren't going to like go back and forth and back and forth. Like We were just sort of like, yeah, I mean, this could make sense, but this could make sense, but this could make sense. But a lot of that is born, I think, of having some familiarity. So to your point, yeah, yeah I think I don't have the kind of casual familiarity with enough women's coaches yeah. or, or coaches in the women's game, be they men or women. And we could, we could throw names out, right? Yeah. Like uh, Paul Riley mm-hmm. uh, or uh, Laura Harvey. Like, yep. We know those names. We know their high-profile NWSL coaches, but I don't know enough about how they coach, no. if they're a good fit, all that kind of stuff. I guess the thing to do is maybe read people who know more. Like Maybe uh, we yeah. should do this. We'll read The Equalizer, uh, read Kim McCauley, read everywhere you can that will give you more information. That works for yeah. me. And it, Kim already has, what, like the short list that she's compiled? Yes. Do you want me to try and read it out? I don't no, know it's okay. I no, it's okay. We can just send people to it. That's okay. fine. That's yeah. fine. Find Kim McCauley on Twitter. Yes, yeah. you should do that. You should do that anyway. But yes, also for the purposes <laughs> of this article, yeah. And then the other, the other just big idea of this is a new coach does mean it's probably time to not rebuild, but some sort of fresh start for the U.S. Women's National Team because... Maybe players like Rapino are coming towards the end of their career. Mm-hmm. Carly Lloyd is definitely coming towards the end. Maybe Becky Sauerbrunn is looking at like international retirement is somewhere in the future. There is going to have to be a changing of the guard to some extent to keep the US Women's National Team yeah. on top. Right? Yeah. And then the next coach will have to decide, do I stick with these same players for the Olympics or do I start the rebuild now? Yes. And now that you've said all that, times. I feel like there's a chance, I forget who it is. Uh, I, was ju- I was just reading about her, but like the U20 women's national team coach, I also wouldn't be surprised if they go that route of like, yeah, we're bringing in a person who's already been there, who already has familiarity with the system. Oh, but speaking from no knowledge of who that coach is right uh-huh. now, haven't the U20s and the U17s failed massively at both the recent World Cups? Well, it hasn't been great, Dale. Yeah. It hasn't been great. <laughs> <laughs> so does that. Again, you're... you're, you're Operating under the assumption that U.S. soccer is bound by logic. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else to say about Jalais? Maybe about Jalais herself. Like, maybe what does she do next? I- I'm genuinely sad that she's gone. I'll say that. It feels yeah. really, like I found myself scrolling through, like, the list of potential replacements. And it really was. They're like, you're not Jalais. And I'm... <laughs> And and I and I, I know that sounds silly and like this is genuine like emotional reaction. This yeah. is not informed. I'm kind of speaking extemporaneously here, but like I didn't necessarily love that a lot of the shortlist coaches were men. I I, I enjoyed that the U.S. Women's National Team was coached like by a woman yeah. and a woman who like stuck to her guns and found solutions. I didn't always agree with some of her approaches, but I think if you're agreeing with somebody 100%, you're probably only talking about yourself. Like that's <laughs> the only way I think you can ever agree with somebody fully all the way. So like I, I am, I am sad to see her go, which is a surprising thing yeah. to say, but I think it's be, and maybe that goes back to like 2015 where you and I felt very confident in what she was doing and yeah. we, and we kind of backed her there and that ended up working out. I will say I'm happy to not have that debate anymore where yeah. people are like, oh, she's a terrible coach and then she wins the World Cup. Like, yeah. I'm happy for that to not happen again. Yeah. It, honestly, I got bored of it because it didn't lead to, I wouldn't say it led to fruitful discussions about the team. Mm. It became a lot of Ellis bashing, even though she was winning. Yeah. Right? And we had questions, but I think we, were, we, we never bashed her. And we, in, the end, in the end, we praised a lot of her decisions during the World Cup, right? We did. Yeah. Um, I would, and so t- I would conclude on my like, like who comes in next sort of thoughts to say that uh, I would like to have it be a coach that we don't have to bash necessarily. <laughs> but I would say even even like Paul Riley as an example, like or somebody who like having just said that I would prefer it be a woman, I should add that like as long as it's somebody coming from the women's game, I will be happy. I yeah. don't want them to so do not Phil Neville, not Phil Neville, not yeah. I mean not that this has even like been mooted, but like not your Klinsman. I don't want them to like hire some like glamorous quote unquote person yeah, yeah. to take over because. Why not? I mean, the good news is the U.S. women's national team is so glamorous yep. itself. You don't need to hire a glamour appointment to make it look good, right? It's a treasured job, mm-hmm. so the best person will want it, which yeah. is kind of the reverse of what happened 
with Jurgen Klinsmann. Right? Yes. And I say that with all due respect, but it was like, that was a big hire for US soccer. Like it made US soccer look mm-hmm. good. With the women's national team, it's the, it's the flip side, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's a, it's a treasured job. You should want it. When Jill Ellis comes in and takes over England and they win the Olympic gold. She is English. I'm looking forward to you then being like, oh no, the Olympics are super important. I've cared <sighs> so much about them. All right, so Jill Ellis' next job. <laughs> England. Oh, Wow. I think, I, she, I think she's a US citizen now, but she was born in Portsmouth, yeah. England, I believe. No, I think I think if she if it Joe, is Joe, if, Joe, if it Joe. is that she just wants time off, then I think that's what she'll do. Yeah. Maybe she'll end up in an ambassadorial role. Maybe she even comes back or she's the GM. But I think you hit the nail on the head at lunch saying that like there's also a decent chance that maybe somebody is gonna throw some money at her, either in yeah. the Premier League. I think I threw out the idea that like Man United have just been promoted to the women's uh, Premier right. League and that maybe they would take a run at Jill Ellis because that would be a way to make a splash. That- It'd be interesting, right? It would get, honestly, it would give me a team that I was like weirdly interested mm-hmm. in their fortunes just to see how yeah. Jill Ellis did. It right? would require Manchester United to spend logical money though, so I don't think that's necessarily going to happen. <laughs> but I wouldn't be surprised if some of the bigger European teams or some, some European teams that want yeah. to be big uh, take a run at her. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if Man United tried to part exchange Romelu Lukaku with US soccer for Jill Ellis. It is their you know style. What? We'll take it. It is their style. <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so I think I think we'll co- probably keep covering this, keep talking about some yeah. of the candidates uh, as the, the story progresses, but uh-huh. and hopefully it does progress. Hopefully it does progress. <laughs> uh, but it's, but before we can get back to talking about all things soccer with our friends the Cooligans, we should also about, talk about today's sponsor, Hims, a wellness brand for men. Yep, summertime is here. While you may be breaking out that <laughs> very baseball, much in Orlando, it certainly ninety is. something degrees, and you folks in Orlando may be breaking out a baseball cap for a day at the beach or the ballpark if you're wearing it to hide from thinning hair you may not have to wear it anymore it's not the best reason to wear a baseball cap right? it's not. you should wear it because you want to wear it not because you're trying to hide something yes yeah so yeah. don't sweat hair loss this summer do something now while you still can 66 percent of men lose their hair by the age of 35 but they don't need to turn to weird solutions like wearing a baseball cap i almost combined <laughs> that into weird science when i was reading it which would be slightly stranger you have to go on a computer and yeah. design your own hair and then yeah, yeah. don't resort to john Hughes i believe that's it yes <laughs> uh, instead hymns connects you with real doctors and medical grade solutions to treat hair loss they offer well-known generic equivalents to name brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair and there's no awkward visit to the doctor there's uh-huh. no waiting room this is telemedicine because it's, it's 2019 telemedicine. telemedicine that's not in the copy it's but not i'm snaky saying medicine it's telemedicine it's not one medicine snaky medicine snaky medicine <laughs> yeah telemedicine <laughs> so stop worrying about sunblock on that spot of thinning hair do something to help stop hair loss and help promote hair growth how do we do that taylor uh well first of all like yeah you don't want to have to put sunblock on your hair that's not a good thing that's not the no on that on the missing spot I think, that's what, what i'm saying mean. you don't want to have to do that because oh, it's okay. like you're getting that exact spot but can you get the whole spot because you have to get a little bit of the hair otherwise you're gonna have this yeah. weird like red ring around your plus non-burned need, hair you head. need like two mirrors to be able to look at it, it and seems get it like right. a whole thing i yeah. feel like it's easier it's just to go online and get real doctors medical grade solutions and our listeners can get a trial month of hymns for just five dollars today right now while supplies last see website for full details and safety information this could cost would cost hundreds if you went to a doctor or a pharmacy so go to forhims.com slash total soccer that's f-o-r-h-i-m-s.com slash total soccer do it forhims.com slash total soccer that is correct and you know what do it one more time daryl forhims.com slash total soccer <laughs> there we thank are. you to hims for sponsoring today's Indeed. show let's get back to our crossover episode with the cooligans i don't know where in the episode this will land so you're about to hear the next question all right next question is from hey y'all i'm matt I guess his name is Matt. Um, in what order should Taylor, Daryl, Alexis, and Christian take penalty kicks in a shootout? Ooh. Uh, get me out of the way first. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to leave me to the end. Soon Alexis up first? Yeah. 
I'm going to say I'm going to flip. I'm going to say Christian first because I feel like Christian has like the the confidence and the swagger. No disrespect to Alexis, but maybe also the soccer ability to hit that first penalty. You want your first penalty scored, then I feel like it's Alexis. I'd go you first. I've seen you take penalties. I've also I trust your accurate shots from a close distance. I've seen you put it in corners. I know. I know so. you didn't say a name, so listeners, he's pointing at me and talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, just keep in mind that I get, uh, I'll be shaking in my boots. I get very nervous really? on the high pressure situations. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, but I am English. That's true. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You, you, Is that still a curse? Have, or are, we, are we good now? I have, think, have you ever taken a penalty? Yeah. Plenty. Yeah. What was the last one you took? Um, it would have been a CVSA cup uh-huh. uh, in the league we play in. How'd that go? I think I scored, but we lost the shootout. I'm actually not hundred percent sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> this is all... I don't know about this one. I don't know about this one, Daryl I think I'd, I'd want to try to do that Rooney jump at the beginning of my run, and I'd probably injure myself. Uh, <laughs> I'd never actually... But then I think my head would hit the ball, and it would still go in. I'm going I'm to amend this question for a moment, though. So there's four of us. If we're in a shootout, ideally, you end up taking five. So like, what other podcaster do we want to bring in to be oh. our, fifth, our fifth taker? I feel like Bobby Warshaw is probably a decent answer, but that yes. might be too easy. Hmm. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd take Warshaw. Dude, I mean, Ali Krieger has been on, on y'all's show. She's yeah, not a podcaster. Yeah. <laughs> technically not a podcaster. Unless things go really wrong for her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very much the ringer, the ringer way to go. Like, no, she's definitely a podcaster. <laughs> Kobe Jones had a podcast for a while. He did? Yeah. He did. Well, have, him, have him take one? <laughs> sure. Kobe Jones, why Let, not? Yeah. Uh, let's bring in Michael Davies. Yes. <laughs> to seal the deal. Just so we have someone to blame when it all goes wrong. <laughs> Up next, he said, transitioning quickly, Nick Fenton, if stranded on an island, what is the one soccer-related thing you would want to have with you? I mean, a ball? Yeah, and a pump. <laughs> that's definitely true. That's definitely the one thing. A soccer ball is the answer, right? Because you could dribble around the island. You could like maybe uh, be playing on your own. It get boring after a while. I mean, you could you could make a Wilson if you need to. <laughs> it, wor- it worked for sure. Tom Hanks, I think. So a ball with a face that you drew on it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. What would you call it? Mitre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where's our where's our weird towel that we got? The like the soccer ball towel oh, yeah, that we were yeah, gifted. Yeah, the MLS towel. So Adidas, right? Yeah. Adidas would be the name yeah, of the ball. That'd be his name. Well, Adi, Adi. Adi for short. Yeah. How long did it take you to start no, calling noted it Nazi. Adidas instead yeah. of Adidas? Seven years? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. I'm also I'm now Nike and not Nike. Yeah. Yeah. Except when I go home. A code switch. A code Do you? switch. <laughs> <laughs> you got to speak to your peoples in your own language. You know what I mean? I got I to gotta change up when I walk into a Whole Foods. So yeah. I get it. <laughs> I said, pardon me, ma'am. Which way is the quinoa? <laughs> Do you have moments, though? Have you, have you had people come on your accent when you go back? That it's like, like no, people I've, don't know I've what you're saying? I've really good at you just switch? going back and forth. Yeah. Even, so this is a weird example, but all the recent cancer stuff. Over here, tumor. Mm-hmm. Back there, tumor. Okay. Tumor. So, yeah. C-H? Yeah, I mean, it's not spelled that way, but that's... But that's, the that's how you pronounce how you it, it yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you just switch back and forth. It, right, it's, it's pretty cool. It's not a tumor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> what is happening to Christian? <laughs> What's in the tea, dude? <laughs> that's my favorite Stallone impression I've yeah. ever heard. <laughs> Thank also, you for that. <laughs> also, I can't explain to you. I wish this was on video. The joy in Christian's face. <laughs> And hitting that was amazing. <laughs> the best joke ever. Yeah. Yeah. It really makes it, me love it down. Clear out. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta land this it one. It legitimately <laughs> makes me love him more. <laughs> All right, next up, Gregory Michael. If Zlatan is a Ferrari, as he claims, what is Diego Chara? Oh. Ooh. 
like, you know what he is? He's one of those, like, he's a Honda, but he's one of those that has, like, that metal thing that comes up so that, like, pickup trucks don't can bump the car in front of him. Yeah. And it don't matter. He's got that all around. It's like Fury Road. <laughs> what did you just say? You know what I'm talking about? Like, the pickup trucks have, like, that metal oh, thing that guard. comes out. Yeah, the, yeah, br- the guard. Yeah, yeah, the brush guard. But yeah, he got yeah. that all over. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, so it's, you want, like, he covers a lot of distance. Yeah. Never stops. He probably is, like, a Honda Civic. Like, it's just like he just, he's, he's not that flashy, but yeah. he is all over the place all the time, doesn't break down, is reliable, could still be 23 years old based on how much he runs. That's, that's my answer. He's like, to me, he's like one of the cars from like Mad Max, just a yeah. machine just <laughs> that's, that's, with spikes coming out of it. Yeah. <laughs> but that only hit ears of other players, <laughs> side view mirrors. <laughs> All right, one more because I don't need to pull the question. player chained to the front of his car. <laughs> yeah, 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 I like that. All right, cool. Playing the guitar. <laughs> for you, no guys, you guys ready for one more? Yeah. Uh, Charles Camposano. Charles Camposano. Hey, Charles. Hey, Charlie. Columbus. You could pick any player in the world to build your club around for the next five years. Who would it be? Any player in the world? Any player in the world for the next five years. So, for example, if you choose Messi, he's going to, yeah. you know... He's going to degrade. He's, yeah, but he's, he's still he's be amazing for four size, and a half years. He'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll take him. Um, next five years. That's an incredible question. I, uh, Kylian Mbappe. Yeah, yes. that's yeah, that's a great one. That's the correct answer, right? <laughs> sure. Why, yeah. why, why did it take so long for us to think of him? Uh, I mean, I think I did it pretty fast. It was like 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. but no, normally... Like I don't know players oh, of that profile. You're like, oh, Mbappe. Definitely. Yeah, I think it's because he plays for PSG. PSG. Yeah, I think that's the answer. That that's the answer I was fishing for. I, I want to yeah. see. Him, <laughs> I want to see him play anywhere else because in, in I feel like Champions League they they fall apart. They just they don't look like the same team. Obviously because of the the farmers in uh, in France <laughs> that they have to play against. <laughs> yes, we all know the trope. They have to play against. It's <laughs> the league all rule. PSG and a bunch of farmers. <laughs> that's what that's what they say. I think I think I think I agree, Kylian Mbappe. I'm I'm running through the list like some of them are like too short term hype. Like I'm I want to say like Frankie the Young, but I don't know that uh, that might just be from this like last season. And so I'm like really excited about him. I yeah, guess we'll yeah. find out what he does this year with Barca. But yeah, I think maybe Kylian Mbappe is the way to go. I think we could come up with lots of suggestions, but I think Kylian Mbappe is the correct answer. Who's that? Yeah. Who's that Dembele kid that just got purchased? Looks incredible. There are right, many Dembele's. Yeah, so many Dembele's. Sixteen year old at Celtic. There's the guy that went to Barcelona from Borussia Dortmund. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. Dembele. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'd be taking Mbappe every day. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think no, he, might, he might be on the way out as well. Yeah. Yeah. How about Pepe, so who just got signed by Arsenal? What up? Shouts. Thank you, Lil. <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> all really excited us, about that for sending us your one non-farmer. <laughs> <laughs> Good news for Tim Ware. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Timo. <laughs> all right, so, yeah, we're going to hand this over to part two. Yo, by the way, forget all that. I build around Weston McKenney. What I'll do. <laughs> Shout to Weston McKenney. You know, you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> no one said Tyler Adams because he's always injured right now. Oh, there's that. Yeah. yeah. He's always injured right now. Yeah. Also, That's... also that would be quite the pick. If, it's, if you're giving everyone in the world and you're like, yeah, I'll go Tyler Adams. Yeah. Like, he's good. I like Tyler Adams a lot. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. I'd go kill him. And the correct, the correct answer is obviously Paxton Pomichol, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I really thought one of us was no. going to say Pulisic. I thought one of us was. <laughs> no. no well, that, the question was from Charles. He's a Columbus Crew fan. So mm-hmm. the, I, I, oh, so Will Trap. Will Trap, obviously, yeah. Giassi Gardez, my guy. Go to Aran Giassi. Will Carcata. That's my answer. All right. I'm going to wrap this up so we can move on to part two so thank you you three for taking the time to answer the question today it's christian palenco alexis guerreros taylor Rockwell. you're not letting us talk anymore <laughs> no i'm trying to get get us to the end if you want to hear part two you gotta go subscribe to the cooligans uh, available on what apple podcasts on everything spotify, spotify everything all of them 
I, yeah. yeah. There's so, no excuse for not finding it. Also, y'all, y'all are traveling a lot, it seems like. I feel like there's a chance that they're just in your town right now, depending Bruh, on when you're listening I'm, to I'm actually, yeah, Look out your door, see a cooligan. Yo, dead ass, I'm in your backseat. So. <laughs> <laughs> just slowly doing a serial killer pop-up. Look in your rear view. The podcast oh. is coming from inside the house. <laughs> and before we go, we should add, uh, we had a question from Jim earlier. Uh, that's probably housekeeping knocking on the door. Uh, Jim is the uh, has the son Jasper who invited you all to have a sleepover at his house. Uh, that was Richmond, so, yeah. That was the cutest damn thing. That ever. was adorable. Yo, so, Jasper, yeah. shouts to Jasper if you're listening to this. Shouts to you, Jasper. Yes. <laughs> Listeners, thank you for listening. Uh, go listen to part two, and we will talk to you again very soon. That's a bad start. <laughs> hey, Christian, knock it off. <laughs> Being a real Alexis right now. <laughs>